Welcome, everyone. This is Jeff Cohn with the Wall Street Resource. Joining me is John Belazar. He's the CEO of Saluna Holdings. Good morning, John. Good morning, Jeff. Thanks for having me on the show. Pleasure. So, so John, for those not familiar with Saluna, can you just give us a quick overview of the company? Absolutely. Uh, Saluna is in the business of converting wasted renewable energy to global computing resources. What we do is we find uh, wind farms, solar farms, hydro farms that have excess energy, usually because the grid can't uh, support it. And uh, believe it or not, it's a big problem in renewable energy. About 30 to 40 percent of the energy that gets produced cannot be monetized because the grid wasn't designed for these types of intermittent resources. What we do is we go to these owners of these uh, power plant companies and we offer them the opportunity to solve that problem by building a purpose-built data center that's co-located with the power plant and we buy that excess energy and we use that excess energy to develop computing businesses inside of that data center. Today, that's primarily focused on Bitcoin mining. And this year, uh, we have a plan to transition the business and continue to diversify our revenue into other types of compute, including uh, high-performance computing and AI applications. That's the business in a nutshell. Very good. So, So this problem that you're addressing is that something that's diminishing or increasing, or you or you see pretty stable through the years? It's increasing. Uh, in the time that we've been doing this uh, for the last uh, three years or so, our pipeline of projects, our long-term pipeline of projects, has grown from approximately 300 megawatts to over 2 gigawatts of projects. We used to have to call or cold call these companies and introduce them to the idea that they don't have to put a battery back there to uh, save the power when they can dispatch it later. Now we get inbound calls from some of the largest uh, renewable asset owners in the world uh, asking us to review multiple projects that have this problem and talk to them about how we can solve it. The reason it's growing, Jeff, is because, you know, there's a big movement toward uh, the grid being a majority uh, green energy or green electron-powered system, and there's so much capital coming into the clean tech space because of the, uh, you know, starting in COVID, there was a movement change, and then most recently because of the IRA there's just so much more interest in investing and building out these projects. Well, guess what? Where are you going to build a new project? You're typically going to build it in the same parts of the country where these resources are abundant. And as a result, you get a lot of competition for power lines to ship that energy. And those power lines are very constrained. And so this problem is a big problem in the space and it's just getting worse. Now, You took the reins as CEO, I think, about a year ago. And at that time, I think it was a turnaround. Uh, Is that correct? Are you still in turnaround mode or are you in growth mode? It's a good question. Last year, when I took over the company, it was more turnaround focused. Um, uh, I guess I'm known to be a good wartime CEO, and uh, my focus was 
you know, getting our key projects uh, out of the ground and running and generating cash flow for the business, um, you know, in in the last uh, several quarters that I've been uh, at the reins, I've been focusing on doing that, uh, managing our expenses and bringing them down into the levels that match the size of our business, um, and also beginning to expand more projects uh, that could be invested in, so getting more projects shovel-ready, and also just you know building a, a, a strong brand in the space and uh, developing opportunities to expand beyond cryptocurrency to diversify our revenue. And we also um, expanded uh, some of the other things we do. In December, we announced that we also provide uh, our data center as a resource to the grid because our data center is flexible and it can ramp up and ramp down very quickly, part of our design. That behavior is very valuable to the grid, especially now when it's cold and they need access to that power. They can signal us to shut down or shrink and we can export more of that power to the grid. So all of those things combined have shifted the company out of this sort of turnaround mode. And, you know, we're now focused on growth. We are planning this year to expand Dorothy and double the size of that project. So Dorothy is our 50 megawatt uh, project in Texas. We have 75 megawatts under management right now. 25 is in Kentucky. 50 of it is in uh, uh, Texas, uh, West, West Texas. And uh, so that Dorothy project, we would be growing that to 100 megawatts this year. And uh, when Cadi, the new project we have uh, that's developing in Texas, uh, it's 166 megawatts. So it's nearly twice the size of Dorothy when it's doubled will be growth engines for the company. So those two projects, and we also announced that we are developing a pilot project that inside of the Dorothy 2 project around AI, and there are some new partnerships that we will be announcing soon around that. And so um, the company is in, a, is, is in a completely different place than it was when I took the reins uh, just under a year ago. Very good. So it sounds like you have a pretty big uh, addressable market. There's got to be competition. What's that competitive landscape look like, and how do you um, stand out? Sure. Because we monetize the energy and, and primarily the computing space, our competition really is in the computing market. Um, for Bitcoin mining, uh, you could compare us to any of the number of Bitcoin public Bitcoin mining companies out there, our key differentiation in that market is our power cost. Because we are able to source power from these power plants that are ailing and have this wasted energy, we're able to source power at, um, we use megawatts because our facilities are so big, at $30 per megawatt, um, megawatt hour. Uh, that puts us, and, and we're way south of you know, $30 per megawatt hour. Uh, and so our power cost really puts us in, you know, one to two percent percentile in the Bitcoin mining space, which allows us to stay on the Bitcoin network when things get really bad from a pricing perspective. Um, we're much more profitable than most companies because since we're uh, infrastructure 
focused, we own the facility and access to the power, we're able to use that, that power cost to our benefit. So we can offer that to our JV partners for Bitcoin mining. And we can use it for, uh, you know, driving hostings. Um, you know, right now we enjoy upwards of 40 to 50% margin on, you know, the hosting that we, we, we sell to folks who want to come in and plug their, their Bitcoin miners in our facilities. The second market that we'll be entering into, Jeff, is the AI market. And specifically within, within AI, we are building out a AI infrastructure platform where companies can come and use our compute resources to perform AI training and tuning applications. And there we'll benefit from the power cost advantage, but we'll also benefit from something else. Because our data centers are located where they're located, we're not in your typical location for you know your, 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 your classic hyperscalers and other data centers. We're located at the green energy power plant. That means our, our power is cleaner and greener than anyone in the space. It's cheaper, so we can deliver uh, this compute at a much lower cost, and it's more scalable because we have over two, two gigawatts of power available to us to drive growth as customers' models grow and they need more, more access to that compute. We can continue to expand. AI has three key problems that we address. One is that it's hungry. It uses an incredible amount of energy and will increasingly do so. And that energy footprint and density is really hard to place inside of traditional data centers. By way of example, a typical rack is about a seven kilowatt rack. Uh, AI is closer to 60 to 70 kilowatts, so 10 times the power density of a typical facility. That facility can be thousands of you know, square uh, meters of space that needs to be deployed. We're doing that um, in a much smaller footprint, higher density in our electrical design is already tuned for that. The second problem with AI is that it's uh, thirsty. It uses a tremendous amount of water. Um, and uh, that comes from the cooling design for most data centers. It actually evaporates water at that location most people don't know this, but ChatGPT, I believe it was ChatGPT3, uh, there's been some analysis about um, the carbon footprint of, of the training of that um, model. And uh, GPT3 GPT used 2.8 million glasses of water uh, to, for, for its most recent training run um, when Microsoft was doing it. That's a lot of water that just evaporated. In our solution, we use um, a completely different cooling design that's zero water usage. There's a, there's a closed-loop system that allows us to cool the buildings and be much more lightweight environmentally in our location. And then finally, the third issue that uh, AI has is that it's dirty. So if you build this in very large facilities in large metro areas, 24 by 7 operation, that causes these data centers to draw a lot more power because the density, as I said, is 10 times. And that more power is going to fire up coal, gas, and, you know, peaker plants to support that. So, you know, you're supporting sort of legacy fuel versus the future clean fuel. Our data centers are located right at the green power plant. 
we're able to source energy from there and the grid. So our mixture ends up being 20% lower in carbon emissions than any other data center in the space. That is all made possible by a combination of design and technology that we've built as a company. And those represent our key differentiators out there. Okay, so do you presently have any AI customers or that's something we should see soon? That's something you're going to see in 2024. Okay. And as it stands now, how leveraged are you or dependent on the price of uh, Bitcoin? We are – so part of what I focused on last year was to transition the company away from proprietary Bitcoin mining. We're a majority hosting company, so we're indirectly – uh, tied to the price of Bitcoin. So m- most of our, um, you know, revenue is now coming from companies that pay us the fixed costs uh, for the opportunity to place their machines at, in our facilities and get access to power. We do have some joint ventures and we do have some hosting arrangements that, <coughs> excuse me, we do have joint ventures and we do have uh, some hosting arrangements that include a profit share. And um, those two uh, types of contracts are more tied to, to, to Bitcoin. So as Bitcoin hash price has been on a tear the last few uh, months, our revenue for those contracts has significantly increased. And um, as I said earlier, when Bitcoin is, uh, you know, Bitcoin action is, is decreasing the price, um, we will be among the last uh, folks that are remaining on the network because of our low power costs. So we have ways to be very resilient to Bitcoin uh, through the uh, structure of our contracts and also through the mixture of our revenue. So if you look at our 75 megawatts, uh, 25 megawatts of it is hosting, 100% hosting. Uh, Another 25 is hosting with a profit share component um, very profitable one, and the other 25 is a joint venture uh, where we're doing proprietary mining, and we own about 51% of that joint venture. So if you look at our mix, um, we have a, a good balance in terms of exposure and downside protection. So if you look at the business today, about what percent of it are you mining yourself and, and what percent are you hosting for others? So of the 75 megawatts, uh, so two-thirds of our business is hosting, and about one-third is uh, proprietary mining. Okay. And then do you guys have any – you have partners in this, I guess. So are, are they more uh, – who are your partners? Let me ask it that way. On the Bitcoin side? On both sides. Uh, so on the, on the Bitcoin side, um, we have – partnered uh, from a capital perspective with companies like Spring Lane Capital, uh, you know, one of our uh, premier project level partners that has helped us to build out um, Dorothy and will help us with future projects as well. We announced a 35, megawatt, $35 million pool with them um, about a year and a half ago, and we've been drawing down on that to build out our projects. Um, Nabatas uh, Global was a new partner we added 
to our uh, investor partner base. They are the joint venture partner with us in Dorothy uh, 1B. And on the customer side, um, while we can't name the customers, what we can tell you is that um, most of our transactions uh, from a hosting and deployment perspective are with some of the largest uh, Bitcoin miners uh, in the space. So while we compete, we're also, we also provide a valuable service to them because as they grow, they need access to low-cost energy and capacity, and, and, and we're really the only ones building that out these days because that's what we've always done. On the AI side, um, we haven't announced those partnerships, but I can give you a sense of what you're going to see. You're going to see us partner with some of the premier brands in the high-performance computing and supercomputing space. There'll be equipment and go-to-market partners with us to um, position the company well as we launch that, that business. You'll see partnerships around the design of our facilities, um, companies that have a long legacy of building out some of the most advanced data centers uh, in the country. And you'll see uh, new capital provi- providers that are uh, very interested in this new uh, AI space and, and are looking for companies to back and really form a, a, a platform business around them. Now, in terms of the growth strategy, if we had this conversation a couple of years from now, would it be looking more as an AI infrastructure company, or, or what is the growth strategy? Good question. Um, in the next three to five years, <clears throat> what this company, uh, we expect this company to look like, it is it will continue to be a digital infrastructure company. We'll be sourcing the power and monetizing, uh, you know, the green energy we will have uh, more and more of our projects mixing in AI as part of the footprint, um, uh, given, the, given the size capital and, and how fast the market is growing. I would not be surprised if the majority of our footprint is, is, uh, is AI. But I think it's too soon to say what that looks like because I think that whole market is still, still uh, evolving, uh, although growing very fast. Also, keep in mind that you know part of our value proposition is we um, we deliver a very very large scaled consumer of wasted energy. So we have to build our projects fairly large. And so, to the extent that we are building new projects, we'll continue to have a mixture of Bitcoin and AI because we need to consume all that energy. And over time. The, the, the nice thing about our solution is as customers on the AI side grow and expand, we basically expand at each project, um, decreasing the Bitcoin footprint and expanding the AI footprint. So Dorothy 2 is the first sort of blueprint for the future where we will build both Bitcoin and AI at the same location. AI will be smaller. And then over time, AI you'll start to see become bigger and, and a bigger mixture of our, of our business. Can you touch on your revenue models? I know you have a few different things going on. Yeah, there's four key ways that Saluna makes money, and um, and 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 I also want to touch on our sort of flywheel. How does the business sort of keep feeding its growth over time? Um, today, uh, we sell 
uh, power and space, if you will, for Bitcoin mining. So that's our hosting business. And we also do proprietary mining joint ventures. So that's two of the four revenue generators for us. The third we just added um, uh, last, uh, last quarter. Uh, that's uh, ancillary services, as I mentioned. The grid pays us a fee to provide um, uh, response services and behavioral services, essentially, you know, responding to demand signals from the grid to adjust, and they, they pay us a fee per megawatt uh, to do that. And then the, the, the fourth uh, area, which will be a 2024 focus, you'll basically start seeing us lease out uh, GPUs to um, enterprises that are doing uh, AI training and tuning jobs. Okay. So in, in terms of um, projects that are revenue producing or projects that are underway, is, is everything built out this time or, or some about to come on to will the, be turning into revenue producing? So we have 75 megawatts uh, uh, under management right now. We will add another 50 at Dorothy 2. So that will bring us up to 125 megawatts this year. And we uh, are planning to uh, begin energizing later this year uh, the first phase of Project Cadi. And that's a 83 megawatt phase. So um, today we have 75, and we have the potential to add another 133 megawatts to that 75. Um, you know, putting us, uh, putting us more than more than double our size um, uh, in so, a 12 month period. So, what's the biggest gating factor in terms of further growth? <laughs> uh, the the way our business grows, and this is probably a good time to walk through our model. So at the top, so if you think of a flywheel, a clock, you know, you know, moving clockwise, at the top we're sourcing this low-cost wasted energy. We're developing uh, projects uh, that are shovel-ready that can return invested capital within a 18 to 24-month period and uh, you know, return capital uh, very quickly. That capital comes back. We keep a portion of that depending on how, much, how we structure the project. We bring capital in at the project level. Um, and so, you know, our profit comes from monetizing that IP and that, that, that uh, technology, if you will. That capital then is, uh, or that, that data center is then used to inject different business models I talk through them, hosting, joint ventures, AI uh, in 2024, and also uh, deploying that resource as a, as a grid resource. Those four revenue models generate revenue, fast returns to the project, and then that allows us to then uh, allocate a portion of those net profits to developing more shovel-ready projects, right, which gives us uh, access to more uh, green energy and uh, low-cost green power, and that earnings power that we build allows the company to grow, uh, presumably increases our equity value, and we can use that equity to continue to, to, to grow. 
So the gating issue is um, getting the company to a scale such that our profit can fund some of that development work and also building a syndicate of partners, both at the public company level and the project level to finance our projects at a cost of capital that, that makes sense for our shareholders. And the more we grow, the easier all of that, all of that comes together. So uh, the gating issue is not power. The gating issue is not monetizing that energy. It's primarily access to capital uh, at the right price and the right scale. And in terms of drivers, is, is, is AI the big one? And, and that will that also, do you think, um, become uh, a source of capital partners? Yes, one hundred percent will. The it's it's such a it's such a catalyzing element of our business. Once we turn that on, uh, first of all, it, it it will crystallize what we've been doing all along, which is creating a next generation uh, digital infrastructure company that's integrated with renewables, and the other is we will be seen as a solution. Right now I've been talking about we're a solution for wasted energy and we monetize that using these compute applications. We'll now be seen as a solution for the sustainability and scalability of AI as it begins to take off in the marketplace. And, you know, I, I, I've, I've been an entrepreneur for um, over 20 years and um, this is probably, you know, one of the most exciting businesses that I've been in because it has such um, broad growth potential given the major transformation that's underway in computing. AI is a transformational technology and uh, it's going to need a lot of infrastructure to support it. And that's the business we're in. So as we watch the business over the next 12 months, what are some of the the events or, or catalysts that we should watch for to either track your progress or, or, things that can add value for, for shareholders? Uh, absolutely. So uh, in 2024, you should be looking for us to um, announce the uh, start of construction of Dorothy 2. That's doubling the size of the Dorothy uh, project. And remember, in that project, we'll have about 2 megawatts of AI in there. So you'll, you'll be looking for uh, the, the launch and announcement of our Helix program. That's what we're calling the, the, the whole AI uh, program and business. Um, you should be watching uh, for the shovel readiness of Project Cadi, which adds another 166 megawatts uh, to you know, the company's uh, potential project footprint. And you should look for announcements uh, around partners and investment uh, uh, partners around uh, those two projects, so we're the, announcing those. And then the third is uh, you should expect a series of announcements on on AI. Um, you know, we'll be talking about how we're going to be approaching the business, who our partners are, capital that we've raised, and and how the the, the, the Helix program uh, roadmap will will unfold. Those are the things. Um, you know, a lot of that will happen in the first half of this year. Very good. So before we go, what's the main takeaway that you want investors to leave with? I think the main takeaway is that uh, Saluna is an incredible platform company that um, is 
really undervalued by the market. People are missing the potential that this company has. Um, so don't look at us as just a Bitcoin miner or you know, a Bitcoin miner that might do some AI. Look at us as a digital infrastructure company for the future of computing. And the future of computing is highly, highly tied to the future of energy because computing in the future is going to be AI. And the sustainability of that compute will be a major issue globally. And guess what? If you look at that problem, which is AI needs more renewable, sustainable energy, and you look at the problem in the renewable energy space, and that is they've got this big wasted energy problem and they need, you know, scalable consumers of that energy to help monetize their power. And imagine there's a Venn diagram. If you bring those two circles together, the overlap point is where Saluna lives. Very good. Well, John, thanks so much for sharing the Saluna story. Pleasure, Jeff. Always nice to talk to you, and thanks for having me on the show.